Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Final two divisions. We go out west, the AFC West and the NFC West, to close out our Rookie of the Year candidacy or Rookie of the Year preview series. And Jamie, we flip flop back and forth, so we are back in the AFC, and it is the AFC West for us here on the show today, which means we get to start with the defending Super Bowl champion, Kansas City Chiefs. And just from a strictly narrative perspective, you play for the defending Super Bowl champions, you're going to get a lot of attention. And attention is kind of what you need at times when you are trying to win the Rookie of the Year award. But I don't know if there's anybody that's really going to stand out here when we look at this Chiefs draft class. So that is how I will set the stage, set the tone for this discussion about the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, I think you're looking at their first two picks here, Felix and Udike Uzoma and Rasheed Rice as your two options. Um yeah, I mean, look, part of the, the other side of the coin to being the defending Super Bowl champs and getting all that attention is that you probably have some pretty good players already oh. on the roster. and you can Oh, really? Is that, is that how that yeah, works? Probably. Is that how that Usually. works? Okay. Uh, and you're going to struggle to find some time. Uh, and, and that's kind of what I look – that's kind of what I look at here for the Chiefs where uh, I know that the initial function is going to be – or the initial thought is going to be, hey, you know, we're going to – Rasheed Rice, receiver, Patrick Mahomes, like let, let's have that conversation. I, I look, they spent a second round pick on him. I do think he's going to be involved, but they do have some other guys there. You know, Marquez Valdez Scantling comes back. Darius Tony, who I think is going to be their top receiving option. Sky Moore, who should take a who they spent a second round pick on last year, who I expect to take a step forward this season. So there are a lot of those pieces there. And as we kind of saw last year outside of Travis Kelsey, he's going, Patrick Mahomes is going to spread the ball around a lot. Um, sure, there could be some injuries. Sure, you never know. Maybe there's just this great connection that happens between Rice and Mahomes right away, and, and he gets peppered with targets. But outside of Kelsey and really Tyreek Hill, we haven't seen Mahomes just lean on any one individual besides those two. We kind of will spread it around when it's not going to those guys. So I don't see him getting enough to be in that conversation. And, you know, and Udike Uzoma is going to have to find his way into the starting lineup. He'll be part of a rotation early on. Again, going to get a lot of attention, but I'm just not sure we're going to get enough from either one of these two guys to really be deep into the rookie of the year conversation. I think when we look at Rasheed Rice, Jamie, I don't think it's unfair to say this. That when I look at the Kansas City Chiefs receiving core, and I'm, I'm including Travis Kelsey in the receiving core, Rasheed Rice slots in for me as, as the fifth-ranked option on this team. That's a problem when yeah. trying to put together a candidacy for Rookie of the Year. Travis Kelsey is going to get a lot of attention and a lot of targets. I think Kadarius Toney, as you mentioned, is going to get a lot of targets and a lot of attention. Again, Jamie, this was a guy that down the stretch in the Super Bowl run – 
was pretty impactful for this team. And that's something important. Yeah. I think everyone thinks of the Giants version of Kadarius Tony that couldn't get his way on the field, couldn't figure it out. But we need to remember what playoff Kadarius Tony was for the Kansas mm-hmm. City Chiefs. And now he's going to have a full offseason to be able to work with Patrick Mahomes to get more comfortable with this offense. The same can be said for Sky Moore in year two of understanding what Andy Reid and company are going to be asking, of what Patrick Mahomes is going to be asking of these guys. And so for me... Rasheed Rice just is kind of on the outside looking in of this pass-catching group. Now, that doesn't mean Mm -hmm. Rasheed Rice isn't going to have a role in an Andy Reid-coached Patrick Mahomes quarterback offense. They're going to find ways to get all these guys on the field, but you got to put up some stellar numbers as a wide receiver to be in this mix, and I just don't know if the opportunity is going to be there for Rasheed Rice. Well, And there's one other player we haven't even mentioned yet, Jarek McKinnon, who's going to get plenty of targets in his own right, and I would right now put him... He would probably, I mean, I would not be shocked if Jerry McKinnon gets the third most targets on this roster. Like, I think that's very, or maybe not seriously, me, there's receiving cards, so I guess te- technically fourth most on the roster. Like, I would not be surprised by that whatsoever. So I'm with you, Chris. I, I can't see the numbers coming together to make this work. And again, the same thing can be said about the defensive side of, of the ball, right? I, I think everyone anticipates a good sophomore jump from George Karloftis. Well, if that's the case... Ugh, I don't know how often Felix Nudike Uzoma is going to be able to be on the field. And again, yeah. lot, uh, we, we see it now in today's game. A lot of these teams go with a pass rush rotation. They like to have a bunch of different guys that they can put into the mix. And so for me, when I look at this, James, I don't know if there's going to be a, a, enough of a sample size for Felix Nudike Uzoma to have that big impact in year one. I will tell you, yeah. the odds disagree with us a little bit. Just a little bit. They disagree with us on how they feel uh, about these two candidacies. We'll start with Rasheed yeah. Rice. Where do you think Rasheed Rice slots in here uh, for Offensive Rookie of the Year for the year 2023? My guess, uh, 14 to 1. Okay, a little too much credit for Rasheed Rice. 35 okay. to 1 for Rasheed okay, Rice, okay, but okay. he is towards That's the top. Reasonable. He is towards the top, I mean, though. I that is, don't like it, but it's a little bit more reasonable than I expected. He is tied for the 12th best odds at Offensive Rookie okay. of the Year. So to put Who's it in context, uh, the same tier of him, uh, Roshan Johnson at 35 to 1, Zach Charbonnet at 35 to 1, Rasheed Rice at 35 to 1, Jalen Hyatt at 35 to 1, and Dalton Kincaid at 35 to 1. That is a group. That's so like the, oh, okay kind of like a death tier a little bit it's not a great like a tier of, yeah felix yeah, nudike like ozoma it. on the defensive side of the ball 50 to 1 so you you, you, you flip these you did a bit of a reverse felix nudike ozoma jamie eisner i'm glad you're sitting down do you have a drink you want to do a spit take you want to be ready to go here 18 to 1 for felix nudike ozoma's defensive rookie of the year odds tied with jack campbell in front of players like nolan smith uh, in front of Will McDonald, Deontay Banks, Brian Branch, Miles Murphy, uh, Keon White, another name that he's in front of. Just a, yeah, some of the names that he's in front of. I, I don't love the value there. It seems to me like that's the anti-cornerback play of like we need to fit some more pass rushers uh, higher up in our odds, but I don't see it. I don't see it. But you never know. Look, if he could take over early in the season and get out there and you know maybe Karlaftis gets a lot of attention. I mean – I just, I don't know. Not for me. Like the player, I just, I get. Oh, yeah, not no, these me. are, uh, yeah, I'm not, nothing against. Not it, for me. But when looking at this from an, an award perspective and just for 2023, I'm just, I'm just not there. I can't get there. The Los Angeles Chargers, the next team up. And Jamie, I have a sneaky feeling that you and I are going to be unified in our feelings on this, but that we are okay. going to be against the world with how we feel about Quentin Johnston's 
offensive rookie of the year candidacy. Now, yeah. we did I, not talk in the pre-show the about are. this. We did not talk no. about this in the pre-show, but I think you and I are going to be unified on this. Don't like, I, I don't even know what the odds are and I already don't like it. Okay. Um, <laughs> here's why. And, and, and I think that this is a twofold issue. Um, I, I do think Quentin Johnston, while he has a lot of potential, has some serious holes in his game that need to be addressed. Um, I have a concern about, I know a lot of people blamed Max Duggan, who for a lot of the contested catches and a lot of the contested drops that were on tape at TCU. But I think Quentin Johnston deserves some blame for that as well. Um, and I think he's got a lot of growing to do to really grow into the potential that everybody sees for him. That's part one. Part two, it's a crowded receiver room. You've got Keenan Allen, you've got Mike Williams, and you've got Josh Palmer, who everybody continues to forget about as well. Now, none tell of those him, players. Jamie, are, tell him about Josh Palmer. None of those players are pillars of health. I understand that, but it's going to take a lot for Johnston to be able to put up those kind of numbers. And I feel like we did this with Josh Palmer a couple of years ago, where we're like, oh, okay, all it takes is one injury, and the Josh Palmer train is going to go, and then it didn't happen. Um, and it's just to me, obviously different types of players a little bit, but I don't think that I know some will disagree with me, including our own scouting staff, that they, they would have Johnston significantly ahead of where Josh Palmer was coming out. I don't think the gap is as large. I, I just don't see it happening. I, I understand the idea of first round wide receiver in Chargers offense, Justin Herbert. I get it. But right now he's going to have to earn his way into snaps. And I just even if he does beat out Josh Palmer, for that third wide receiver spot in terms of snap count. I, I just don't see it. Austin Eckler's coming back. He's going to, he's going to take you up stole, a ton of targets. You stole my talking point. Like, you just stole I my just, thought. You filibustered and I thought you were going to be done. And you just, you, you instead I, I of just, letting it breathe and giving me an opportunity, you just stole like, my talking point. There's a good chance he's fifth or sixth in targets on the so, team. Like, so I Mike, just, Willi- it scares just, me. let's assume health, which we can't, but let's just assume it for the sake of this conversation. Okay. I would take Mike Williams. Relative health. A relative health. I would take Mike Williams like, over him. missing half the season type of thing. Right. You know what I mean? I would take Mike Williams in terms of targets over Quentin yep. Johnson. I would take Keenan Allen. I would take yep. Austin Eckler. I would yep. take Josh Palmer. And I'll throw Gerald Everett in there because that was another p- player that I was going to bring another up. That's guy. Yeah. Like I, that, that's how I, that's how d- dynamic and, and I think deep this offense can go. And Austin yeah. Eckler coming back, you may think doesn't have an impact on Quentin Johnson, but oh boy, does it? Because if there's oh, one thing yeah. that the Chargers offense love to do and you don't think, the guy that just was in Dallas coaching up an offense in which he used Tony Pollard in a very similar way isn't going to use Austin Eckler in the exact same way when that was already Austin Eckler's role in this Chargers offense, and that's not going to eat into the workload of this wide receiver group when it comes to targets? You bet it will. And so for me, yep. Austin Eckler coming back is a huge blow. I think at best he's the third option to start the season. Now some injuries could push him into being one of the top two op- options when it comes to wide receivers. But I just don't know if there's going to be a big enough runway, a big enough sample size for Quentin Johnson to be able to put up enough numbers. Now, James, I could see a point where week eight, week nine, if there's some injuries, Quentin Johnson gets in there and then all of a sudden he's off to the races. But is that enough time, right? Is from week eight or week nine on, is an eight, nine, 10 game sample size going to be enough compared to some of the other candidacies we're talking about? And I'll throw the number out there for you. He's 20 to one at 20 to one. I got to yeah. feel really, really good about your availability, the opportunity, you being on the field and having enough of a runway to be able to do so. And I'm sorry, but Jordan Addison at 16 to one, I would take over him. Zay Flowers at 22 to one directly behind him. I would take before I would take Quentin Johnston and Jackson yeah. Smith and Jig was at 12 to one in front of him as well. So looking at this from all of the wide receivers, man, like he's just not he wouldn't be my top option. 
No, I agree completely. And, and all of those guys have a, an easier path to snaps consistently than Quentin Johnston does. So, again, I love the situation for him long term, but I, I just I don't see how he's going to get the numbers this year. I really don't. Jamie, what if I told you that there are two Chargers defensive selections that find themselves with odds, according to our friends over at FanDuel, for the defensive rookie of the year? Um, so it's nice to see Dayon Henley get in the mix. So that's nice. He um, is in the mix. And obviously Thule, uh, Tua Palatu is, I assume, the other one. Those are the two. Uh, I like Henley a lot. I just don't know what he's going to be able to do on a stat sheet to, to get votes for this award. Sorry, Dayon Henley, one of my favorite defensive prospects in this draft class. Yeah. You know how much I, I, I love be... Dayon. But I just don't talked about this. Where are the stats we, I, coming from for him? Exactly. And you and I both believe there's a really good chance that we look back on this draft and he's the best linebacker coming out. Yes. But I, I don't know where he's going to get the numbers to do this. Thule, um, he's going to be interesting because I, I do think he's going to end up probably playing defensive end more than outside linebacker for them. Um, they have the opportunity to rotate a few guys. Uh, obviously, Joey Bosa is going to take up a lot of attention. So there's there's going to be opportunities for defenses to kind of allow to kind of rotate their or excuse me offenses to rotate the protection away from you. Um, and let's be honest, Joey Bosa is not exactly a pillar of health either. No, but they've also but got Khalil Mack. Yeah, I just I don't see it in year one. Uh, I think Tuli's going to have to put on some weight. I think this this is going to be one of those that's more of a rotational guy that they work on, get him in an NFL room, kind of figure out where he fits best positionally. I mean, he's going to play on the edge, but where on the edge is he going to play? Um, and then kind of go from there. So I, I don't see either one of these guys, even though I like their long-term fits, really doing anything to contend for defensive rookie of the year this year. I'm just looking at something real quick. So to me, Khalil Mack has two more years left on his deal, 2023 and 2024. Yeah. Tuli feels like the Khalil Mack replacement. And I don't mean that in he's going to exactly be Khalil Mack, but it feels like they drafted a guy with a pick that they felt that, okay, long-term, we get this guy in our building. We let him learn our defense. We move him to a position that we think is better for him. In two years, he's ready to take over for Khalil Mack when Khalil Mack's ready to go, right? That's that's what that screams yeah. to me. Uh, Tuli, 80 to 1. Plus eight thousand for his odds for defensive rookie of the year. Deion Henley, yeah, that seems right. Has better odds than Thule does. Fifty to one for Deion Henley, plus five thousand. Yeah, I just, I, I don't. No, there's. I don't think there's a path. No, I don't. I, I think there, it's very clear that there's not a path for for this to to. Because what he would have to, he's not playing a linebacker position where he's going to rush after the quarterback and get a ton of sacks. So he would have yeah. to do it with ball production. He would have to do it with just fumbles and tackles. And interceptions, like that's how he would have to put this together. And if he did, it would have to be one of the best seasons we've ever seen from somebody at that position ever. And so I just don't, I, I can't get. Yeah, there. I, I can't get there either. Um, I want to get there. Trust me, I want to get there, but I can't. Yeah, no, I agree. The Las Vegas Raiders, the next team up for us here on this list, third in the division last year. Uh, some candidates that are going to be high on the uh, on the odds board, specifically their first two picks, Tyree Wilson and Michael Mayer. Uh, Jamie, which player would you like to talk about first? Well, we've been talking about offense first, so let's go with defense on this case. Tyree Wilson's healthy. He's really intriguing. Um, and, and I know right now he's not, quote-unquote, starting. Um, if you look at the just the very early depth charts, but uh, he's going to be when he's out there. Uh, one of the most physically gifted players from this draft class. And, you know, look, we had the conversation about 
you know, him possibly going, you know, number one or number two overall, even as late as draft week. Uh, it's got to get over the foot issue. It's been a problem, and we'll see how much time he misses. And I guess that would be the concern about placing a bet on him right now is that does he miss any portion of, of early season activities? Uh, because, again, it can be tough for rookies to get acclimated and to get themselves in the right position to win snaps right away when they don't get that leg up over veterans or when veterans get into camp and start getting snaps over them. But from a pure talent standpoint, I mean, he could cause havoc once he gets rolling, he could flirt with double digit sacks if he if he plays the whole season. And that's exactly the type of campaign you want from a player if you're going to win defensive player of the year or excuse me, defensive rookie of the year award. So uh, I am very intrigued. I just need to I want to wait on him until I see him healthy and on the field consistently doing all, you know, practicing in full before I make this, because I think his biggest detriment is going to be a late start, which might cause him to get a late start to getting significant snaps. Plus 750 for Tyree Wilson, the third best odds for defensive rookie of the year. And to Jamie's point, um, I don't know how many Raiders games everybody watched on a regular basis, but uh, Chandler Jones ain't in anymore. He's not the guy that he was in Arizona. He's not that elite top end pass rusher. And I know they paid him a ton of money. But that is not going to stop me from getting Tyree Wilson on the field. Now, Max Crosby, that's a different story. Max Crosby is going to stop sure. Tyree Wilson from getting on the field. Max Crosby, one of probably the top 10, 12 pass rushers in the league right now. But Chandler Jones is not going to stop me from playing Tyree Wilson. So that is going to be a true, true battle to keep an eye on in training camp. And I think Tyree Wilson, by the time it's all said and done, will be um, the starter. Now, it'll still be a rotation with Chandler Jones. They'll rotate those guys in across the line and keep them fresh, but I think Tyree Wilson does have the ability to beat out Chandler Jones uh, to be the starter there, and again, if the, if the foot can heal and he can be the starter week one, then you start to be able to put together a campaign in which you can be in the mix, and again, pass rushers are going to have the flashy plays, the sacks, the strip fumbles, everything that's going to make the highlight reels, that's going to make social media, that's going to make Twitter, and is going to make those narratives be able to develop about a, a pass rusher throughout the course of the season. So for me, I can I can see how if you wanted to maybe go with a player not named Will Anderson, if you didn't want to take the yeah. favorite, Tyree Wilson feels like the guy that you would probably go with because you're getting some pretty good value in comparison to Will uh, to Will Anderson over in Houston. Michael Mayer, Jamie, the, the uh, Darren Waller replacement. I've heard it about 57,000 times. Michael Mayer, yeah. the Darren Waller replacement. We know Jimmy Garoppolo loved to use the tight end in San Francisco with George Kittle. I'm looking around this wide receiver room. They still got Devontae Adams. I don't anticipate Hunter Renfro being on this team by the time week one rolls around. There's a lot of noise about the idea of him being a post-June one cut and not being on this team anymore. Jacoby Myers doesn't really do a whole lot for me. I know they have Austin Hooper, but I think Michael Mayer can very quickly emerge as the one of the top two pass-catching options in this offense. Yeah, and that's why I'm really intrigued here. And again, normally I, I worry about year one production for tight ends. But in terms of year one readiness, I think Michael Mayer is the tops in this class in terms of being ready to produce right away. To your point, Jimmy Garoppolo, no matter whether it was Kittle and or even some others, like he's always willing to, to throw to the tight end. The tight end is a key part of the Josh McDaniels offense. And I can and Michael Mayer's guy doesn't have to come off the field because he can block yep. so well. It's not like he is not he's not in an obvious situation when he's on the field. It's like, oh, okay, we got to pull him off on rundowns. Or, and that's the pathway. You know, for, and that's the pathway for rookie tight ends to get on the field, right? You yes. have to be able to do both. You have to be able to block. And because he's able to do that efficiently enough, it's not going to force him to come off the field in those situations. And that's going to allow him to, I think, be be successful early. Yeah, uh, and, and so I, I'm, I'm excited for that. Uh, I'm excited for him to get that opportunity. Again, it's still an uphill battle. 
And I think for him, his key is going to have to be how good is he in the red zone and how healthy does Jimmy Garoppolo stay this year? Because again, talk we just talked about players not being pillars of health. Jimmy Garoppolo. You mean you don't you uh, wouldn't love uh, Michael Mayer catching passes from Chex Notes, Brian Hoyer, Aiden O'Connell, and, and Chase Garbers? I didn't even know Chase Garbers was on the roster. Um, so no, I, I don't like that combination. So to me, the path for Mayer is going to be, I don't think he's going to get some of the volume to compete with obviously the top wide receivers in the class, but he might be able to get the touchdowns to put himself in that conversation. So if he becomes a key red zone target for Jimmy Garoppolo, if he's a major red zone threat right away as a mismatch weapon at that size, that could be his path to go forward. But um, to me, I would need odds of probably 14 to one or greater uh, in order for me to feel comfortable making this bet. So in order to, so hold on, hold on. So you're telling me that in order to feel comfortable about putting money on Michael Mayer, you would need yes. odds that are better than 14 to one. That is literally the words I just so said. So those are the words you said. I just want to make sure that I heard you correctly before I tell you this Correct. number. The odds for Michael Mayer are greater than 14 to one, Jamie. They're okay. they're greater than twenty to one. Ooh. They're greater than thirty to one. Okay, I think I found the value bet. They're greater than forty to one. Boy, they really don't think he's going to start, do they? They're greater than fifty to one for Michael Mayer for offensive rookie of the wow. year. Plus six thousand sixty to one for Michael Mayer to be the offensive well, rookie of the year. We found our value answer. There's the value bet. I think that's a mispriced odd. I, I and I think that is. Assuming that he's not going to play. Here's the group. Here's the group that he's in. Sam Laporta, Tank Bigsby, Jaden Reed, Josh Downs, Israel Abanacanda, Zach Evans, Tank Dell. I feel like that. And this is the opposite of that death triangle or whatever we just This is where all the value is. All the value is right here. All the value is. I mean, I'd throw a pizza bet on a lot of these guys as just the long shot. This is, this is like the long shot tier. So apparently 60 to 1 is all the long shots I like. Um, yeah, I, I'm all over this. And it was funny that you set yeah. it up by saying 14 to one. I'm like, oh boy, this is going to be a good bit because it's not even close. Boy, they really don't think he's going to, well, I guess I should have maybe made it higher because of all the quarterbacks, but still I would have, even if I readjusted, I would have said somewhere like 20 or 25, yeah, but I don't, uh, 60 is the idea here, right? Is they, they clearly don't think one, he's going to start. And two, they clearly don't think this offense is going to do a whole lot. I, yeah, I, I just, I don't see Austin Hooper at this stage of stopping career, Michael Mayer really holding him back. Right. I really don't. And he's a better block. I think Mayer's already a better blocker than, than Hooper. Yeah. And listen, yeah. I, I'm, we, well, listen, we know how Jimmy likes to use tight ends. We know how Josh McDaniels likes to use tight ends. There's a focal point of those new and multiple offenses. tight ends. Right. What's going to stop them from having both those guys on right. the field, especially so with Hooper flexed out. So, uh, yeah, 60 to 1 feels like feels like a mistake here. feels like a mistake. There might be a pizza bet. I might put a pizza bet on this one. I, I like this one. Chris, I know we have to, we're legally obligated to talk about the Broncos, but, like, we don't have any reason. I, reason. I like, was going to say, do you want to just skip this one? But we do have yeah, to do it because like, we are going to talk about all 32 teams. I think odds are the most impactful rookie for them this year is going to probably be Riley Moss, the cornerback from Iowa. Um, I like Drew Sanders a lot. I just, again, we'll see how he's used because he is not the traditional off-ball linebacker. He was used as such and also as an off-the-edge rusher uh, at That's times. That's 25-1, to one, Drew Sanders, to you, please. Yeah, stop that. We're not doing that. That's not no value there at all. Marvin Mims, I don't know how he's getting on the field right now. Everybody uh, keeps waiting for a trade, but as we're talking right now, it's May 24th. We have Jerry Judy. We have Tim Patrick. We have Cortland Sutton. We have KJ Hamler. We have Greg Dolchich at wide receiver. Like Marquez Calloway's in the building. He's fine. He's a guy, but he's a guy Sean Payton knows. 
You know what right. I mean? So, so, like, so you, uh, you, you put a little value in that, right? Like but that's, also the first draft pick he made was Marvin Mims. So, I mean, Marvin Mims is his pick. Plus 10,000. Callaway, the only other pick that he's made is Marvin Mims. But plus I, 10, I just don't see him getting on. Yeah, that's that's 100 to 1. Yeah. Uh, and then, I don't, like I said, Drew Sanders, uh, 25 to 1. Yeah, not, not thinking Drew Sanders. Let me make sure that there's no other members of the uh, draft class for the Denver Broncos in here. No jail Skinner, Riley Moss. No jail Skinner, and I don't think there was Riley Moss. I'm just checking just to make sure. No, no Riley Moss. So it's just, it's um, it's just. What for the Raiders? Did they put Trey Tucker or Byron Young? I'm just um, looking at third round guys that we might have not. They don't have Byron Young at all for defense. Yeah, they, interior. They don't have Trey either Tucker. Byron Young. Just to just to be clear. Um, and then what? Did, who Raiders. did you ask me about? Trey Tucker, wide receiver. No Cincinnati. Trey Tucker. No Trey Tucker. Love. No. I'm Trey just trying Palmer to see love, like other. No Trey Tucker. Love. Wait, they put Trey Palmer and not Trey Tucker. Yeah, Trey Palmer is is a hundred to one, and Trey Tucker didn't is not on the board whatsoever. I mean, I like I like Trey Palmer more than Trey Tucker. I just was surprised given their. That might be the latest guy that's got odds. He went in the sixth. Trey. Palmer. Yeah, that's all. He's a hundred to one. He's part of that big group. Okay. It's got the same odds as Marvin Howell? Mims. Okay. And Darnell Washington. Darnell Washington. Yeah. Yeah, I can't see anybody else that's even would even be a long shot worth discussing. No, not not for any of these draft classes. But then we not get to play, we get to do our favorite thing, Jamie. We get to discuss our favorite value from this from this group. Yeah, Michael Mayer. It's apparently. Michael Mayer at at sixty to one. Look, put, I'm not put saying four dollars on it. Yeah, why four? Why four exactly? I, I was just I was just picking a low dollar amount that sure. But reasonable. like most people, when they were going to pick, you would pick a dollar, then you go to five dollars. Like I feel like four is an odd number for you just to pull out. Right what now. would hold on? Let me see here. Where's Michael? So it'd be two hundred and forty dollars if you. Yeah, that's great. That's great. It's not. My issue is not the return. My issue is why where you pulled. Are you one of those people that like when they're going up and like on their volume on their TV and do do you leave it at like a a number? Do you leave it at two, three, or four at the end? It does. No, it does have to be zeros and fives. It does have to be an odd number. Okay. Oh, sorry, even number. It has to be an even number. Or have a five. Has to be be an even number. Yeah. Wow. Okay. To to me, five is an honorary even number. It's like the Y. No, no, no. That's you can't. No, no, no. You can't just yeah. retroactively take an odd number and make it even. That's no, no, no. no. F- five is an honorary even number. And I, I listeners, this will make sense. This makes well, sense. No, five listeners is not an honorary agree. even number. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it totally is. So is this like A-E-I-O-U sometimes Y? It, That's why I literally oh, said it's like oh. the Y of it. Yeah, yeah. This is a, Yeah, it's an honorary. All the even, even numbers number. and then sometimes five? Yeah. 15 is more of an even number than 14 is. No, that's just my uh, that's just unequivocally not accurate. That's <laughs> just unequivocally opinion. not true. Fourteen is an even number, while fifteen is objectively not an even number. It's odd. That's what they want you to think. Chris. So okay, so Michael Mayer is the answer here at sixty to one. Yes, clearly. Michael Mayer sixty to one is the answer. Here, yes. And I, I think it's important to note that with these value, and I think everyone's kind of understood this, but these are not players that we think, oh, they're definitely going to win. But if you had to pick somebody in each division from a value perspective, sure. that. Has a we think has a non-zero chance of putting together a offensive rookie of the year campaign, and they're priced in a way where it would be a good hit if they if it won. Michael Mayer is the answer to this question. This is a very good way to have fun with a little amount of money. Correct. You know what I mean? Like uh, the people that are trying to make big money and they'll put big money bets on like the the quarterbacks at seven to one. A lot of times they're betting hundreds, thousands of dollars. This is a fun one. We're like, okay, I'm going to take twenty bucks. I'm gonna take make five four or four five dollar bets. See, even you even you couldn't do the math there because the odds and evens got in your head. Yeah, because I had two even numbers there with a four and a five. Um, and, and so I, we had four five dollar bets, 
and say, you know what, let's see what happens. And if anybody, and they're fun to root for, you cheer for it throughout the season. You have something else, you get a little bit of adrenaline. And I guarantee you'll get more than $20 out of enjoyment out of it, even if you don't win. 100%. 100%. You could also make uh, five $4 bets if you wanted to. You know, if you wanted to get an extra bet. You could. You, you could. could do that too. You could make five $4 bets. You could make five $4 bets. Or you make one $20 bet. You could. Two $10 bets. Yeah. You could make three. Or $21 bets. You could do that. You could also or do. Or 40, 50 cent bets. You could do three. What would the math so be on is, that? The, the, uh, it would have to be, what was it? 6.67? Okay, there you go. That's what you could do with three dollars as well. Well, actually, well, one of them would have to be six point six six, but the other two could be six point six seven. So there you go. You could do that if you'd like to as well. Uh, we're done here because if we continue going down this math rabbit hole, we're going to confuse ourselves. Correct. You can follow me on Twitter at Chris Schubert underscore. You can follow Jamie on Twitter at Jamie Eisner. Uh, we've got one more of these, one more divisional rookie of the year candidacy uh, lookaheads. The NFC West to close us out tomorrow. It would mean a lot to both Jamie and I if you could hit the rate button give us five stars whether it's your favorite odd or even number you could give us five stars you could even number of five stars you could rate review and subscribe to the podcast we would greatly appreciate it you could check us out the youtube version of the show over on the draft network youtube channel we appreciate everybody making this show a part of their day we will talk to you all tomorrow without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running everything would suddenly stop hospitals factories schools and power plants they all depend on you no matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.